Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The big news today is, thanks to Catherine Zappone, thank you Catherine, um, there has been a lot of changes. Now, let's be clear about this. According to the Attorney General, it was already there. It was in the law, but it wasn't in the guidelines and it was against the spirit of the law to do all these things. But now, of course, because the government have done it, well, because Leo Varadkar, of course, has done it and Sean Coyne, the Minister of State last night, did admit that Leo Varadkar was in breach of the government guidelines. Not in breach of the law, but in breach of the government guidelines. Now, there hasn't been a squeak out of Leo Varadkar apart from a statement. And even today, the statements are coming from government press office. Not from Leo Varadkar, not from Michal Martin, not from Stephen Donnelly. Where are they for the last three days? Not a word out of them. It's bizarre, isn't it? Why don't people see what's going on in this country when some politician does something wrong? We suddenly get the best solicitor in the country, of course, who's the Attorney General, to look at the legislation and go, hmm, how can I interpret this? Okay, we can work this out, lads. Let's just retrospectively change everything so the new, the new bits and pieces and guidelines apply to you guys. You just get away scot-free and you don't have to say a word. We'll talk about that a bit later on as well. All right. But the one thing that's come out of this is the government press office issued new guidelines surrounding outdoor events, thanks to Catherine Sapone, following the advice from the Attorney General on Wednesday that the regulations do provide now for organised outdoor events and gatherings up to, up to 200 people. Uh, the relevant fall to Ireland guidelines will be updated today and the guidelines have also been updated to allow for live music and other performances outdoor in hospitality settings subject to all the relevant public health guidelines. Although you've, talk, you've heard Adrian Cummins during the news saying, well listen, we can't you know, we're not going to police people moving from table to table. That's not our job. We can't do that. That would be madness. I mean, imagine going up to somebody who got up from his table, went over to say hello to a girl he knew, you know, or, you know, or somebody at a college that he met. And, oh, you can't move from table to table. You're not allowed to say hello to her. Stay in your table. They'd be there all day doing that. So, look, it has completely changed now. And it looks like live music is back. And joining me on the phone is Matt McGrahan, who's a spokesperson for the Music and Entertainment Association of Ireland. Good afternoon to you, Matt. Good afternoon, Niall. Thank you very much. Okay, good news. I know a lot of people in your industry. Obviously, I was in the DJ industry myself for many years. I know a lot of people in the industry who I've spoken to over the last year. The frustration has been absolutely, it's been detrimental to their mental health. But this is a light now, isn't it, in the tunnel? This is a small bit of hope, I suppose. It's a small step in the right direction. We asked Minister Catherine Martin for this last Friday at a meeting that we had at 2 o'clock with her last week. We were told that uh, you know restrictions wouldn't be lifted, that it wouldn't be possible. We specifically asked to reopen the industry in small steps uh, on a weekly basis and to start with allowing outdoor uh, entertainment to happen in beer gardens and at licensed premises. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as you said in your introduction, uh, this has been possible all along. But however, no one in, in our industry, no one in the events industry, no one in the restaurants association, the pubs, the hotels. No one seemed to know, not even the department seemed to know that this was possible. And we were always working um, in the belief that, you know, the legislation uh, was was excluding. Well, the leg- the, the you, you were in the belief that the legislation was in tandem with the guidelines. Yes. Well, we, well, we were in the belief that, you know, that you couldn't have these uh, types, of, you couldn't have outdoor music in a, a licensed premises. Well, that's we, what we were told. We, yes. yes. And we, we always knew that, you know, you could have an outdoor event and have live music. But, I mean, you know, a lot of, like, 200 people were in a field or in a car park, whereas, you know, it's, it, it is that bit more attractive and a bit more easier to sell and a bit more viable and a bit more workable and practical 
when it's uh, attached to the licensed premises. Mm-hmm. This is what we, we called for last week and, and for, for guidelines to be created on a continual basis through the month of August, not to be looked at in August with a plan put in place for September. We wanted to see uh, a slow but continual safe, responsible... By the way, but by the way Matt, sorry, it's not just 200, it's 500 if it has a capacity of 5,000 people. So you, That's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, you can organise a slightly bigger event and there are a fair few you know, places around the country that might have a larger capacity as well. That's right. You know, and, and look, we're, we've been calling for this since, since March and, and, and April. And, uh, I but sure, according the, to the government, it's been there all along. <laughs> I, I know, but they, they haven't told anyone. Yeah, well, they didn't. They didn't until Catherine had her little party on the twenty first of July, and a politician gets involved, yeah, and then I'm, suddenly you have let's let's just change all this retrospectively these guidelines, yeah. and and now give out the information we probably should have given out months ago, which could have because I, I watched the news last night, and many people in the hospitality industry were saying they had cancelled, you know, bookings for parties, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, marquees out the back or whatever, because they believed they weren't allowed to have them. They've lost money because of this. That's right, and our, our industry, and I, I've heard uh, Adrian Cummins say this morning, you know, the restaurants and, and even the pub sector and the, and the hotel sector has lost a huge uh, amount of revenue, and so has our, our industry has, has done the same because, uh, you know, our department, uh, Department of Tourism, Culture and Arts, last Friday didn't know that the legislation approved or provided for this. Mm-hmm. And, and But now we have these guidelines that have been put together over the past 24 hours, released this morning, and... One of the biggest, I suppose, mess mess up here is that these guidelines haven't been created with the uh, inclusion of the stakeholders. We never wanted, you know, our, our, our sector, especially the part of our sector that performs in pubs and hotels and restaurants, you know, we're, we're heavily dependent on that sector. And we wanted always to work along with that sector. Th- those representative groups needed to be included uh, along with ourselves and, and putting workable, practicable guidelines together. Uh, for the safe and responsible reopen, and and you know, that hasn't been done. It's been thrown together in twenty four hour periods. And, well, and well it just goes to show you, because all along we're being told that guidelines and legislation is brought in in the interest of public health. Clearly, this is not being brought in in the interest of public health. This is being brought in in the interest of saving the bacon of a politician. It certainly looks that way. Um, you know, it certainly looks that way. And and you know, I and I, I also so there's a part of me feeling quite sorry for Paul Charles as well, who have the unenviable task of, of taking all this information, working along with the government departments and to compiling workable guidelines. And, and they find out only yesterday, you know, that wow, the, 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 the guidelines they published don't seem to be in line. But, but why, with the legislation. With the legislation. How did nobody in any department, how did no one in government uh, know this whenever False Ireland had their guidelines issued? Well, the only thing the, the only thing the minister for state last night said, and the only thing that he would admit to was that, and he admitted that because he's Fine Gael himself, but he did admit that Fine Gael had failed in communicating. That was the only thing he would admit to. He also did admit that Leo Varadkar breached the guidelines, and not the law, but the guidelines, and that the yeah. party breached the guidelines. But I mean, look. The, let's park that for the moment and let the, the government deal with that political storm and that aspect of it. In the meantime, it's good news for you guys. Although bad news during the week, of course, with the first big event, the electric picnic, uh, being cancelled because the county council wouldn't give the licence for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very disappointing, I suppose, Matt, because I believe electric picnic were going to go out of their way, you know, to make sure that people, they were even offering to do it as a test case, you know, an antigen testing and all sorts of things. They, they offered, they, they were willing to come to any arrangement to let it go ahead. Well, yes, and we saw the, the letter that was written to the department a couple of weeks ago by the organisers of the festival uh, with, you know, the 12-step plan. And also they were they were asking for it to be considered as a test event. 
And you, you know, you just—it it seems like too many of uh, too many of the solutions for the industry has just been to, you know, this blanket a ban type of approach, rather than sort of maybe walk together to find an. Uh, common ground or walked in. Well, I mean, if you can have 40,000 people for the All Ireland final, I, I can't see why you can't have 40 or 50,000 people in a field. Well, look, I've heard that argument being made, and, and my take on that is that I, I think it's fair play to Minister of State Jack Chambers, who successfully negotiated that. Uh, you know, he's responsible for sport. And, uh, you know, the, the senior minister of the same department for tourism, culture, and arts, we uh, until today, we couldn't even have a one man band in, a, <laughs> this in is an outdoor true. beer garden. So I mean, yeah, we can be critical uh, and and draw comparisons, uh, but you know, I, in the spirit of sort of positivity, uh, I commend any industry that that, that has moves forward and gets any type of reopening. And I want to see our own industry being able to do that as well. So can you see uh, this weekend finally, Matt? Uh, do you imagine there'll be a lot of bands who haven't picked up the guitar, the drums, or whatever the bass guitar? Keyboards, I haven't picked them up in nearly a year and a half, probably. Um, yeah. They might be out of practice, by the way, because they haven't played in so long, I suppose. It's like any trade or any skill or any art, when, you, when you're when you off it for a while, it takes a little bit while to get back into it again. But I'm, I, I'm hoping they'll be all booked up for the weekend, will they? I, I would hope so. And, and you know, that's the, the beauty of, of, of this this part of the sector, you know, is that there isn't that smooth lead-in time in a lot of cases. You know, that people could be getting phone calls today from local pubs and restaurants and, uh, and looking for bookings this evening. Whereas, you know, other parts of the sector, like electric picnic or even wedding bands or theatre concerts and that, that does need lead-in time of weeks and sometimes up to, you know, months and, yeah, and, and yeah. up to years, you know. So this this is a small but a very significant step, and I hope now that the department and the government follow it up, uh, we, we needed to get in, we needed to get some type of event allowed to show that this can happen safely, and I hope now that this is going to be the way, this is going to be the start of it, that will snowball into the, the, the full reopening of the sector. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed. Good news for all your members today. Matt, you, Matt. Matt McGrath, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Spokesperson of the Music and Entertainment Association of Ireland. Uh, somebody just texted him, by the way, said they're getting married in two weeks' time. They've just decided to invite an extra 50 people and get a marquee at the back. They said the bride and groom will be removing their clothes after the celebrations in the church and we're booking it in the hotel as a party and not as a wedding. Therefore, it fits into the guidelines. Well, well... I don't, I'm not suggesting or encouraging people to bend the rules because that's probably not in the interest of public health. And I get that too, all right? But I see where you're going. And, you know, it's very hard for politicians to come down hard on people when they themselves don't apply the guidelines to themselves. It really is. I mean, as I said yesterday, if I had had Michal Martin on the show on Monday and said to Michal Martin, Michal, I'm thinking of having an outdoor event, you know, at a hotel with a marquee with 150 people. Is that okay? He would have said no to me. Niall, that's not okay. Because he did. And so did Stephen Donnelly over the weekend. They were asked about communions and confirmations. They said no. They were concerned about the parties afterwards. So no would have been the answer I would have been given. But now if I had Michal Martin on the air today and there hasn't been hiding a hair of him since this event or since this catastrophe has happened on Wednesday and neither has Leah or Stephen Donnelly, none of them have appeared in the media in relation to this particular situation. But if I had him on the air today and said the same question to him, he would have no choice but to say to me, yeah, go ahead, Niall, that's within the guidelines. 
The communication has been disastrous. And I don't know whether government knew this was possible. I think there's so many rules and regulations. And even our president, Michael Lee Higgins, said, going back a couple of weeks ago, that he was finding it difficult to keep up with the amount of legislation that was being passed. So I think so much legislation has been passed, so much guide, so many guidelines have been passed. I think even the governments themselves are confused as to what we are and aren't allowed to do. So at this point, a lot of people are saying, let's just get on with it. Let's just move on. Electric picnic, it should be allowed to happen. Obviously, safely keeping in current within the guidelines, maybe use it as a test event, as they've done in England, going back in you know three or four weeks. I know they have all their festivals are happening now in the UK. Nothing is being cancelled in the UK now. But maybe we could do it as a test event and maybe allow, I don't know, 60,000 people to it. Antigen test everybody. And then afterwards, let's two weeks later, let's look and see how many people actually test positive for COVID and see how successful the event would be. And we could work on that or work on the problems that we have in it. Why not? Why do we do these things? Ah, this is Ireland, of course. Politicians do them. We don't. The politicians do basically what they want. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.